This is episode 324 of the Real Me and Colon, a movie podcast. On this week's episode, Chase will take a look at In the Heights and Pixar's new film, Luca, hitting Disney Plus later this week. All that and more, this episode starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 324 of the Real Me and Colon, a movie podcast. I am your host for this episode, Chase Lee, and this episode is going to be quite fun. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing In the Heights and Pixar's new film, Luca, uh, which opens on Disney Plus this week. So a movie that has already come out and a movie that hasn't come out yet, going to be a lot of fun. So uh, that is the episode I decided to throw together. But before I begin, if you guys could just spread this episode around and let people know this is your favorite movie podcast to listen to, I would deeply appreciate it. You guys are awesome. You guys keep me going in terms of wanting to do this show. You guys are the absolute best. So before uh, I get into the uh, movie reviews in question, the movies I'm going to examine and look at a little bit further, how are you guys doing? You guys doing pretty well? Uh, It is mid-June, so you know it's just like, the best month for weather and it's not hot at all and i don't sweat when i drive i mean yeah it's not that type of weather we're we're not going to get things twisted you know what i'm saying so um yeah i hope everyone's doing well and the uh the summer time out there the summer heat depending on where you're listening to this uh, i know that me being in texas uh it is absolutely terrifying knowing that i could take a shower and i could go somewhere for the day i'm gonna sweat on the car ride and my whole day is just ruined like, who, who wants to, like, come up to me or be in a situation with me where I've already sweated and the day has just begun? I don't I don't know anyone that wants to do that. So it's definitely a combination of the Texas heat and just me being overweight. I guess first world problems, right? So, uh, yeah, it is quite hot in the state of Texas. Uh, so I don't know who all is listening to this episode and where you wonderful people are from. Uh, but let me know how the weather is, because remember, this is my favorite thing to talk about, is the weather. Uh, so yeah, it, it is uh, definitely hot in this state for sure. Uh, I play disc golf with my friends, and even the past couple times has been a bit rough. Even with sunscreen on, some sunglasses, hat, you know, things to wear and put on yourself so you don't get burned. But you know what? I am basically Casper's uh, distant relative, and I'm going to get burned no matter what. That the uh, my skin tone is just it, it, it just um, it screams every time it's outside for sure. But yeah, I, I played disc golf with my friends, and it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to uh, relieve stress and just to take my mind off of you know work and all that stuff. And it's just a really fun time, and you know I, I have a lot of fun doing that. But man, it's just getting toasty out there. But you know what? That's what's great about it because we're having all these options for for movies hitting streaming services and stuff so you can definitely stay inside or go to a theater if that's what you prefer uh to watch uh, some of these things coming out so yeah it's uh it's been quite a week um but i was looking forward to this episode um saw in the heights with my wife uh, the other night and we just watched luca so it's gonna be great to talk about it with you all uh some of the things i've been watching uh and just kind of catching up on my parents were in town uh, which is always fun. Uh, they haven't seen the new house yet, so they stayed for the weekend. Very quick trip, but uh, while we were just kind of like sitting around doing nothing, we started watching the Twilight Zone episodes. Yes, the the one that has been canceled after two seasons, but premiered in 2019 and 2020, uh, respectively. 
my parents have never seen the new one, so they wanted to watch them. He skipped the first episode because uh, it was the uh, stand-up um, comedian one, and I already saw that one, so I was like, yeah, you can go ahead and skip it. I haven't seen anything from episode two on, so we actually watched episode two through nine, I believe. Uh, haven't seen the season finale to it. I mean, it's not anything to write home about, but I'm enjoying it. It's, it's you know, it's interesting to watch. It's cool to see, like, which theme and which story they're going to go with. Um, out of the first nine episodes I've seen so far, and this is a great uh, segue into one of the films we're going to talk about because one of the uh, main voice actors in Luca is in one of the Twilight Zone episodes, but my favorite ones were um, the one where the mother can rewind time with the camcorder. That one was really good. I did like the one with Jacob Tremblay. It was a lot of fun and creepy uh, where he's the kid pre- president. Uh, and he, he was, he's the main character in Luca. He is Luca in Luca. <laughs> uh, that sounded weird coming out of my mouth. Uh, I should have phrased that sentence differently. Um, my brain is just, it's just mush today. But uh, yeah, uh, the Jacob Tremblay one was good, and then I really like the the one with Stephen uh, Stephen Yen. Uh, is that is that who it was? Uh, a traveler. That episode. Uh, that one had Greg Greg Kinnear in it as well. Yeah, that was a fun one too. Uh, I always like the more science fictiony kind of uh, extraterrestrial uh, type things. So that one was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't touch anything that the original did with Rod Sterling. Uh, as the narrator but with this one and Jordan Peele bringing it back and being the narrator as well it's you know there are some uh definitely definitely better episodes but uh, I I had a lot of fun watching that was kind of like the new thing I watched this week and of course me and Victoria are watching The Nanny uh as usual from last week uh we're in season five right now so about a season and a half to go and then we'll be done and then we'll probably uh watch another sitcom to uh fill that void but yeah, that's, uh, that's all I've been catching up on. Um, some of the films I have uh, coming up on the slate uh, in terms of prospects and reviews, um, I'm st- since I'm starting to get back into it, Amazon Prime, I think I have uh, the Mary J. Blige documentary. I'm going to review for you guys The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. And then uh, next Monday, going to attend my first screening. Exciting stuff. I cannot tell you. How long it's been since I've been to one. The last screening I went to, if you guys remember, if you've been following me this whole dang time, was Bloodshot last February. So, like a year and a half. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a hot minute. Um, and uh, one of the guys that I, I see at the screenings, he and I were like the only ones there. He was the only one I, I, I talked to at that screening. And uh, I told I told him I was just like, all right, we'll see you at the next one. And a year and a half later, I have not seen him since. <laughs> so maybe if you're listening to this, uh, Wes, <clears throat> uh, I will see you at the screen next Monday. But yeah, next Monday it will be Fast Nine. Excited to see the insanity that's going to just unfold in front of me. Um, I did see the Hobbs and Shaw, uh, you know, spinoff film. I think you guys remember my thoughts on that. I was kind of like whatever to it. And this is coming from a, a person who enjoys this franchise and just the absolute lunacy uh, to it. So, yeah, I wasn't really a big fan of it. But we're back to the original group. So, you know, I can forgive it. 
I can forgive you, Hobbs and Shaw, for uh, having a misstep. But yeah, uh, screening next Monday for Fast 9. Going to be fun stuff. Going to have that review for you guys. That'll probably be the main episode um, topic of conversation. So yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, uh, that's enough uh, house cleaning stuff. So uh, yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, And uh, you know, with me personally, uh, just to be a little honest with you guys, you know, it's a rough time at work sometimes and uh you know i i i find different coping mechanisms to kind of push through stress and uh things that cause me heavy anxiety and uh this is one of them uh you know getting back into the swing of things and making these podcasts and these reviews for everyone to listen to and watch to uh i do enjoy that quite a bit and so um i really do appreciate you guys from the bottom of my heart it it, it is a great um coping mechanism for anxiety for sure and just kind of calming me down and you know taking my mind off of the world for a little bit and just some of the you know problems that i have going on in my life just like with everyone else and uh it's a great escape so thank you for that but uh you know it's a work in progress it's one of those things to where you know i was never really vulnerable or opening up to you guys um but you know what we're all human right and i really do think if i opened up my world a little bit more to you and then maybe if if someone else out there is struggling with anxiety or like panic attacks you know hopefully you can listen to this this episode or any podcast in general or just find find your muse like I, i have to um you know help curb it a little bit and i think that's really important because mental health is no joke guys it is crazy how um you can say you're going to therapy and people are just shocked. I'm just like, well, I honestly, there's just a lot going on in this world. And it's a lot of, uh, just a lot of anxiety going on. And I think, you know, to some degree, I think everyone has a little bit of that. It's just a matter of like how intense it is. Is it mine's pretty intense and you know, it's something I'm working on. So yeah, just know that, you know, if I sound off or weird, you know, I don't know if I have depression, but I might, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm trying to figure out like what in the hell is wrong with me. And, uh, you know, that's why we go to therapy folks. Uh, so yeah, that is what's going on with me personally. Um, but I hope everyone else out there is, uh, is doing fantastic. And I'm talking to myself in this room. So I I have no clue who, who's all out there listening to this, but, um, yeah. So, that is it for the downer stuff. Uh, I guess let's swing back up and uh, talk about a couple movies here. Uh, I will talk about In the Heights and uh, Pixar's new film Luca as part of the main topic of conversation for this episode. So tune in here uh, just after this short little break, and I will review this for you guys. See you in a bit. <laughs> Welcome to the review section of episode 324. Let's dive right into this and start with the first film I'm going to take a look at, which is In the Heights. In the Heights is actually a film adaptation of a stage play that was brought to us by Lin-Manuel Miranda, of course, Hamilton creator, um, and also you know behind the music of like Moana. The guy is doing well for himself ever since uh, that, uh, that stage play for sure. 
It is directed by John M. Chu, and this one tells the story of a sympathetic New York bodega owner who saves every penny every day as he imagines and sings about a better life. And the bodega owner in question is played by Anthony Ramos, who was also in the Hamilton play, so you can see that that connection there as well with Lin-Manuel Miranda. So before I dive into In the Heights, I'm going to give my just kind of brief history with like musicals and just uh, and also what I thought of Hamilton, uh, the recorded play version that is on Disney Plus. I have not seen the live version. I don't think I've seen any Broadway show ever. I need to correct that. It's on a wish list. Um, I honestly don't care which one. I just want to see one. So uh, my history with musicals as a kid. I think with most kids born uh, in the early 90s and growing up in the 90s, a lot of us watched the Disney um, films, and that's how we kind of got introduced to musicals with like Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Aladdin, all that stuff. That's how we were introduced to it. And it was fun, and it's super nostalgic to watch it when you're older, and you still get a kick out of of all the songs and the movie itself, and just uh, everything about it is just... It's just, it makes you feel just nice inside. But as I got older, I never got into musicals. And so the first time I ever thought a musical was like really great and just kind of out there and weird and kooky and still was entertaining to watch. And I enjoyed all the songs and the performances and the the production design, the costume, just everything about it was Sweeney Todd uh, back in 2017. Uh, I was uh, 17, so like I was a teenager. That was the perfect audience for me. Um, uh, I think that's what Tim Burton was going for, just wrangling all the teenagers. But uh, I really enjoyed that one. And, you know, it mixed in one of my favorite genres, horror and a musical. And it, it just it just worked for me. So as I've gotten even older, because uh, I am uh, age 68 now, um, <laughs> that would be insane. I'm starting to appreciate musicals a lot more. It's not a genre I still go to, but I appreciate it. When the Hamilton um, film came out, the recorded play on Disney Plus last year, I loved it. Like, that was a two-hour and, what was it, 40, 45-minute, just really entertaining uh, musical uh, that I enjoyed because it was a mix of the kind of loud... And, you know, like, just really brash musical pieces. But also with the wordplay and, you know, the, the, the spoken word songs and the rap and that, that kind of style. And, like, mixing the two together, that was quite an experience. And I think that's why I really enjoyed it. And so I was like, you know what? Hamilton was freaking awesome. I would love to see whatever Lin-Manuel uh, has up his sleeve. And if this is another film that's based on one of his plays, just like Hamilton, sign me up. So how was this one? I kind of loved it. Like, I, I, you know, for once again, this is another beefy uh, Miranda, you know, story at two hours and 23 minutes. I didn't really feel a drag. Like, I was invested into this world that was created uh, in New York City, like it felt like its own little oasis of just this community of wonderful people coming together, figuring out life, uh, going through life, and just singing 
while they do it and just seeing the kind of enthusiasm and the energy through the songs and the performances and just the story and how you get just wrapped up and invested in everything it was great like i i haven't been this jazz pun intended just jazzed about a movie in quite some time it was just really fun to watch and i love like i said the energy and this this burst of enthusiasm and just aggressiveness with the songs and just it really just kind of adds another layer to the story and the emotional beats that really just kind of swell up under you and get you at unexpected moments. You're, you're watching it and you're like, this is supposed to be an emotional scene. And then when this, once they start singing, it gets to you even more and you're like, oh man, what's, uh, I think there's allergies going, what's, what's wrong with me? But I, I really loved every single song in this. I think my favorite one was 96,000. Uh, that one was, was just a trip. To, to hear it from start to finish, I just absolutely loved the journey that one took me on. And I loved all the performances in it, too. Like I said, with mu- musicals, you really have to... I don't want to say oversell it, because I think that's like the wrong word, but you have to you have to bring an 11 to a 10 party. Like, you have to have these, these movements with your body and your face and you really have to sell the songs and you have to sell the performance and the character that you're working with. It is a really exhausting task to see anyone portray a character in a musical. It really is. But when you give it your full attention and just everything that you got, it's a real joy to watch. And every single performer in this, like, just looks like they were having a lot of fun. And even with the slower story elements and the the moments for the characters to breathe and let us like kind of inside their vulnerable world a little bit and see, you know, the, the sadness that comes along with them and, you know, all, all the, the hardships that they go through. Like you, you feel that stuff because of every just subtle kind of performance, uh, you know, maneuver that they, they all bring it's just, like I said, you get really invested. And so like when the movie's done, you kind of want more. You want more in this world and with these people and you just want to hang out with them and you want to sing a song with them. And I I think that's one of the great things about musicals is it it gets you in such a great mood and it just puts a smile on your face. And especially with an important story like this with the um, like Hispanic and Latino culture that it's, uh, you know, putting on display and really kind of showing you know, um, th- this community and just the, the representation, like, it, it, it's awesome. Like, I, I don't see how, I don't see how you could hate this movie. Like, it's just, a, it's just a really good time. And like I said, it represents um, a community in, in full force. Like, the, and that, I think that's awesome. But to talk about some of the performances uh, individually, you know, Anthony Ramos is really great as our, as our lead. I really enjoyed him in the Hamilton uh, stage play he was also uh, he has a little bit of Lin-Manuel in him where he's like super energetic and like he just it feels like he never slows down and that's so great because like he just he brings it to every single role but it was nice to see more of a emotional side to him and uh, really kind of see Anthony as an actor now like I, I know that you know Broadway plays like they're acting and they're singing like it's a completely different medium but like when you're on film it, sometimes it might not translate from stage acting to uh, film performance. But I thought he was really great. And uh, honestly, I know it's weird for me to say in the middle of this review, but 
he is going to be the lead in the new Transformers film. Have fun with it, buddy. Go for it. Like I, I'm, I'm jealous, um, and I'm, I'm excited to see him in it. But he's, he's a real kind of warm and welcoming just personality that I just, I enjoy watching for two and a half hours. So I really hope Anthony gets more work. Uh, Corey Hawkins is in it. Uh, Melissa Barrera, uh, Leslie Grace, uh, Jimmy Smith. Uh, this kid, uh, his character's name is Sonny, Gregory Diaz IV. This kid was great. Put him in everything. Um, let's see, who else was a standout? The three uh, the three ladies that worked at the the, the salon shop, uh, Daphne and Ruben Vega, uh, Stephanie uh, Batrice, who's on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Dash, Dashka Polanco? I, I really hope I pronounced that correctly, but um, those three uh, ladies were real a real joy to watch. They just uh, they added just the extra layer of kind of energy and enthusiasm that you want in this uh, this type of movie. But I, I honestly thought because you know a, as a musical you need a great ensemble as well as like a couple of great leads to follow. But as an ensemble piece, I was really just kind of overwhelmed by the amount of talent that was on screen and just the amount of just great performances all around to where I really I really did feel like I was watching you know this real community and uh, real life people just thriving and singing about their life and just enjoying their life but then in the back of my mind it's just it's fiction it's a movie but that's what's so great about everyone's performances is that they just rope you in. And I loved it. So I think this is a great film. Um, like I said, this is coming from me who's not into musicals. But between this and Hamilton, keep it coming. I'm excited to see Lin-Manuel's um, uh, directorial debut with like Tick, Tick, Boom and everything. So yeah, if we can keep this style of musical going, then I am all for it. So let me know down below what you thought of In the Heights uh, and what you thought about it. Um, but that will do it for this review of In the Heights. Uh, so uh, I'm going to pause here for a little break, and then we're going to jump right into Luca, Pixar's newest film, which drops on Disney Plus later this week. See, see you guys in a little bit. <laughs> And welcome to the second review of episode 324, which is Pixar's newest film, Luca. And before we dive into the Luca review, I would just like to say this. How dumb is it that Luca gets, to put it in a lighter terms, I guess, shafted by Disney once again? You know, I saw the interview where the creators of Soul understood that it was going to Disney Plus. It was in the middle of a pandemic. It what it is what it was. It was what it is. Um, that that made no sense, but my brain is mush, guys. Sorry. Um, but they understood that Soul was just going to be dumped on Disney Plus. Okay. But to do it twice with this and Luca and not even be behind a paywall is disrespectful. It is a slap into the the faces of all the uh amazing people to put these movies together like anywhere from the director all the way you know to the animators to the the sound designers to the location scouts like everything it's just a slap in the face so i hate the fact that this and soul 
don't even get the $30 paywall, but you give it to Ryan the Last Dragon and Cruella and Jungle Cruise is going to get it and Black Widow. And it's like, what's wrong with Pixar? What are you, what are you doing this to them for? So, yeah, I get it. It's in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but be consistent with your stuff, Disney. Get your stuff together. Just get it together. Get, get your ass together. You know what I'm talking about. Um, so that was one thing that irritated me. I just wanted to get it off my chest. So, Luca, let's talk about it. So, uh, once again, latest film from Pixar, you know, in the span of a year and a half. Uh, yeah, about a year and a half, you know, during the pandemic, they have come out with Onward, Soul, and now Luca. Soul won, uh, winning the best uh, animated film at the Oscars earlier this year at the ceremony, so that was kind of cool. So, Luca is kind of coming off the heels of that, and Soul was amazing, so I was looking forward to this film for sure. Luca tells the story of a human being and a sea monster disguised as a human as they uh, form a strong friendship on the Italian Riviera. Um, yeah, I remember when I saw the trailer to this, I thought it looked interesting, um, but I also noticed the trailers didn't really give away too much. They kind of kept everything behind the curtain, so to speak. They didn't want to reveal any other big secrets, it, it looked like. It was kind of interesting how the marketing kind of came out with this movie because the trailers were just kind of there, didn't really provide much context to anything. It was just like, oh, these fish monsters can like go on land and become human and they're just going to go around the city and goof off for an hour and a half. And it's like, okay, well, what's like the main story? Like, what's the main hook for this entire thing? And to be honest with you, after seeing it, I mean, it's fine. Like, it's not, it's not a Pixar film that I'm going to be yearning for. Like when someone's like, let me watch a Pixar film. Luca's not going to be my first like um, answer to them. Uh, like I would give them like an Inside Out or a Soul. Those are a little bit more mature and more adult. Like, or you're looking for something a little bit, a little lighter, like a like an Onward or I don't like a Cars or something. I, I don't know. Luca kind of falls into that kind of like it's a cute movie. I think kids are going to really enjoy it. Um, and there are amazing things to look at with, with its animation and it's just, it's, um, you know, uh, artistic merits, but there's really not anything there to like grab me story-wise or character-wise. It was fun to see, you know, this kid try to figure out where he belongs in life. You know, he's lived underwater this whole time. Like he just wants to... He wants to be someone. He wants to fit into a group. And if that means become a human and be on this island of people that hate sea monsters, then dang it, he'll do it. And, you know, there is something there that everyone can kind of relate to, especially when kids watch this, is that, you know, everyone's trying to find, like, their group of people that they become friends with. Everyone's searching for that in life. They, they're searching for... Um, they're searching to be someone and to be something and to be a part of something like no one, no one wants to be alone. And so, you know, looking for that is a coming of age, so to speak. You know, you, you are growing up and learning what the world is like beyond your borders. You know, there's a lot of great themes that kids can kind of pull from and, and learn from, but that's about it. I, I found it to be a little lacking when it comes to the, the full development 
and the full richness that we're used to with Pixar. Because even with like, let's just, you know, compare the, the last two. Onward had a great message of family and, you know, the brotherly bond and everything. But when it boils down to it, it was a great kind of fantasy adventure. Um, you know, very straightforward, really not a whole lot to it thematic wise, but people could pick up on that stuff. And then you get to soul, which is like talking about the afterlife and purpose of living. Like that's what we're dealing with. And then Luca, it's cute. It's got its themes, but I didn't feel like it was as fleshed out as what we're used to with Pixar. So as far as like basic surface level, like it's cute for kids. It's fun to look at. It's colorful. It's vibrant. And um, there's a lot of funny moments. It, it, you know, for an hour and a half, it does fly by. There's really no down parts. It's just kind of okay. It, it kind of scratches that surface. And I wish it would dive a little deeper, which is ironic because at the end of the film, it leaves it open for <laughs> a sequel. I, you know, I haven't seen a Pixar film do that in quite some time where it just blatantly leaves it open where you're just like, I want more. Like, I, I need more. I need more to be satisfied and fulfilled with uh, these characters and their journey and just this world and everything. I felt like there wasn't enough there. Um, but as far as the actual story goes, you know, the the main thing is that the, these two kids are trying to get a Vespa. And so they, they join a race and they're practicing for it. And there's this bully that's like stopping them. It's not really like the best... <laughs> um, story beat you get from disney it's just kind of or disney and or pixar it's just kind of like eh, okay um like i just felt like there was no real threat there was no real conflict there was no real weight to anything it was just kind of there um and i i really hate to say that about a pixar film it's not awful by any means it really isn't but i just felt like something was lacking some of the great things obviously Pixar is great at I do think Pixar is great at two things always with every single one of their movies no matter how I think about the movie whether I think it's one of the best things in the genre or if it's just kind of like mediocre and it's you know just kind of there is casting talent for voice performances they're really great at eyeballing that and casting the right people to really bring these characters to life and then the animation is always flawless. It really is. Um, you know, some of the characters in this kind of remind me of like the good dinosaur vibes where like the environments were so photorealistic and the characters were gummy and it doesn't really mesh well. The contrast, it just doesn't doesn't mix. And it just, it's, it's more kind of just, um, it's off-putting. It's not really coming together as a whole. The characters are borderline like that. They kind of remind me of like Jimmy Neutron characters. Even the bully looked like... The, the tall friend that Jimmy Jimmy hangs out with. So some of the character designs look borderline cartoonish, but I I kind of let it slide. It really didn't bother me too much. And of course, the the wonderful and beautiful setting of the Italian Riviera, which is the water, the city, the people, there's so much life breathed into this thing. And I, I really felt that that passion behind the the environments and the um the textures and just everything it really just it brought that extra level that you need to this film to really kind of um just put you in that world and i really respect that 
always from Pixar. And of course, like with the voice performances, Jacob Tremblay uh, is the voice of Luca. Wonderful. I, I've always liked J- Jacob Tremblay, and I think he's a very likable actor. And to have his voice kind of carry through um, this this character and his journey, great. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer plays Alberto, his uh, his friend. Also a great camaraderie there. Uh, Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan play uh, Luca's parents. Really, really uh, great comedic value that they they bring to the film. And some sweet moments at the end for sure. But uh, yeah, everyone else uh, did fantastic. But those are the big names behind uh, this movie. So overall, is it a Pixar film I would like to revisit again? And maybe explore some of the themes and stuff that have been presented. And maybe stuff that like went past me the first time maybe i can grasp a second time i gotta be honest with you not really um if you're a pixar head like i am and you just want to watch it i'd still say give it a shot you might find more value in it than i did but uh the voice performances and the animation is not enough for me to um feel like this is one of pixar's best especially with everything else feeling a little lackluster so that is my review of Pixar's film, Luca. So what would you guys think of Luca? Please comment down below and let me know. Uh, but that will do it for this review, guys. Thank you. And uh, let's wrap this uh, this podcast up. So um, yeah, so this is episode 324, like I said uh, a thousand different times throughout this episode. Next week for episode 325, I will be going over fast nine or f9 or f9 the fast saga whatever the hell it's called um it will um it that will be the main review i might have an extra review thrown in there as well um but that will be the main topic of conversation because why not it's the big movie coming out and uh of course of course we gotta talk about it i mean you guys know i I love this franchise so um but yeah that will be next week and of course look out for reviews of uh the Mary J. Blige documentary, and The Tomorrow War. Those are the ones I have lined up so far, and there'll probably be more down the line. I know I want to review like A Quiet Place 2 when it comes out on Paramount+. Plus. Um, I'm sure Black Widow will be coming up here shortly, uh, and then, of course, weekly episodes of uh, Loki. Just a bunch of stuff for you guys. I'm really hoping you're enjoying everything. Let me know down below if there's anything you want me to review, if there's anything I missed. And the streaming kind of... I might review Infinite um, as a menu review. We'll see if I have time. But uh, uh, yeah, let me know down below or tweet at me or whatever if there's anything you would like me to review or at least you know try to in the next installment of the podcast. I am Chase Lee. This has been Real Me and Cole in the Movie Podcast. You guys are fantastic. I love you all. Um... I can't wait to, you know, get back into the full swing of things. But for right now, I'm, you know, doing the best I can. But I love bringing these two guys. And I really hope you enjoyed my review of In the Heights and Luca. Have a good rest of the week, day, night, whenever you're listening to this. Stay safe out there. You know, yeah. I I don't know how. I honestly don't know how to end these things. I need to find a different ending. But, uh, yes, um, stay safe out there. Uh, Watch some movies. And just, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see you on the next one. See you later.